0: Each season, Guys Telling Stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell. I'm Bill Easton. The man next to me is Rich Douglas. We're just a couple of guys who love a good story. Join us on our quest to find fascinating people who have a good story to tell. This
1: is Guys Telling Stories. Welcome to Guys Telling Stories. Great to be back with you, Bill. How are we doing, Rich? I'm excited. I got a little travel trip I wanted to tell you about. Okay. Okay. I'm biking to Key West. From Buffalo? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a long good. bike ride. <laughs> that's, a good qu- that's a good question. Well, uh, before I tell you about it, we got some amazing guests today. Uh, Jerry and Ken Goldman, they're owners and founders of a company called Pedal Across Wisconsin. Also, you're going from Wisconsin to Key West? Uh, no, see, try to follow me here. This okay. is a bike vacation and tour company, and they do rides on the East Coast, the West Coast, and everywhere in between, including the Florida Keys. That's
0: awesome. I would love to go down there again. Yeah. So rich uh, what's the deal with biking in Key West?
1: Well, <laughs> I know it's funny that to <laughs> to take a trip you know from New York down to Florida and ride a bike doesn't seem like something like everybody likes to do, but once a year, as you know, I take a vacation bike trip
0: yes, you go from uh, Buffalo to New York City, yep, you go know,
1: from Buffalo to Pittsburgh. And this year you're not. You're going. Yeah, we're going a little different, actually. So the the past couple of years we've been doing it for three years. We did uh, Buffalo, excuse me. We did Buffalo to New York City. Yeah. And that was an adventure. Yeah. And that's a whole other story. But you actually helped us out a few years ago. You, you drove us to Pittsburgh. That was fun. That's right. We yeah. didn't drive.
0: We didn't bike to Pittsburgh.
1: No, you drove us. There's a trail that connects Pittsburgh to Washington, Washington D.C. Yeah. And so did that one. And a coworker of mine told me that you can. Cross 42 bridges It's about 100 miles So it's not even that far And go from the mainland Like Key Largo In uh, in Florida Down to Key West That's awesome Yeah, it's something That gives me such a sense Of like freedom And adventure and 42 growing. bridges 42 bridges So
0: you're just like Looking at nothing but water You're just like That's relaxing
1: In paradise going Wow, yeah, that's this cool. is
0: cool Warm weather Mm-hmm
1: Breezes mm-hmm. Sunshine Probably hot weather hot To weather. be honest But it, like I said It's not too far And you know Growing up, I always rode my bike and I would be riding to the playground or to go play basketball. So this annual trip is one, you know, with the son on the way, I'm looking to kind of keep it going so that maybe, you know, one year I could kind of take an adventure and do something like this with him. But, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy to bike 40 or 50 miles a day, even if you like doing it and you need to be in shape. And with a trip like this, you got to uh, plan a safe route. You got to figure out where you want to stay. Uh, what are you going to eat? When are you going to eat? And with travel in general, it's always pretty difficult. But, you know, planning a trip where you're going from the mainland down to the Keys, like, I basically am saying I don't know what I'm doing. So we're talking to two guys from Wisconsin today. Mm -hmm. We're going to teach you how to bike from
0: Wisconsin to Key West.
1: (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) That's funny. No. So uh, Jerry and Ken Goldman, they hold an annual trip from Key Largo to Key West. They've done this a handful of times. They are the experts in it. And these are serious bike people. They not only do that Keys ride, but they have, I think, seven annual tours. And they take people from the West Coast, and they do a whole ride over there in Wisconsin, where it's nice and flat. They do a ride, and they do one down in Florida. So I figured what we would do is let's uh, talk to them. Let's hear about their company, Pedal Across Wisconsin. And Ask them what a bike vacation and tour company looks like, and uh, maybe hope to ask them about Key West along the way, too, because yeah. all in all, it's a pretty unique business they have, and they've been doing it for decades. And you're going there. Yeah, and so, you know, in the next couple of uh, months, once, once we get this thing all planned out, I'll be, I'll be on my way. That's awesome. And Jerry and Ken have done it, so what do you say? Want to give them a call? Yes, do it. All right, let's talk to them. Jerry and Ken, welcome to the show.
2: Hello. Hello hi how are
1: you we're doing great we're doing great for the audience this is one of our first uh dual interviews where you got the two hosts and then we're talking to a couple people on the on the back end this is our first
0: is it uh not not live yeah yeah not not where they're sitting next to us
1: yeah so well for so the audience knows why don't you guys introduce yourself and when you do so just uh tell everybody uh where they can go to find out a little bit more about you and the company
3: Okay, I'm Ken with Pedal Across Wisconsin, and we have my dad, Jerry, who founded this excellent organization back in 1985, and his wife, Janice, and the three of us make up Pedal Across Wisconsin, and pedalacrosswisconsin.com is where you can find all of our tours. We have the Florida Keys tour in December, and we have the San Juan Islands tour in
1: Washington State
2: in August.
1: Uh, Jerry, Jerry, do you go by Dr. J? Did I see that on the website?
2: A lot of people know me as Dr. J. Um, Dr. J. Petal. <laughs> okay, and that's my email. And uh, that's where you can send to me, Dr. J Peddle at spcglobal.net. It's uh, in the upper right-hand corner of our website.
1: Well, you know, Jerry, if you wouldn't mind, the audience knows uh, that I'm planning this bike trip down to the Florida Keys, and I was wondering, we talked a little bit off mic, what was your uh, first bike tour across the Florida Keys?
2: Well, my first bike tour down there was with friends about uh, 20 years ago, and at that time, the bike path wasn't nearly finished to the extent it is now, and uh, so we shuttled over a lot of busy highway for that trip. But uh, we did go all the way from Key Largo to Key West. And uh, since then, the bike path has not been completed to the point that it replaces the entire 100 miles of road, um, but a good percentage of it. So we held off having a tour there a good 10 or 15 years uh, until uh, a few years ago when the path became uh, complete to the point where all that was left was the bridges, which will always remain uh, shoulder riding, and just a few short sections of US-1, which is uh, quite busy, but they did uh, put signage up and uh, smooth over the shoulder for the bike path.
0: So um, I guess I'll, I'll ask Ken. Ken, what was it about Key West that made you want to expand your tours?
3: Well, a lot of riders... Uh, long time riders of ours wanted to go somewhere in winter, obviously Wisconsin's a terrible place for cycling in in winter and um so we headed down to Florida to try and come up with something and actually, we went to Sarasota and tried to get a ride going there, but it's just it's not biker friendly, so uh, we packed it up there and we you know since we came that far, we just went down to the keys and searched out the uh the route there and um you know. This will be our fifth year of doing the, the Keys Tour, and people seem to like it. It's sold out every year, about 125 riders, and um, you know people keep asking us if we're going to do one in February or March because they like it so much, but uh, we're just going to stick with the one in December. It's a nice time of year to be there because it's uh, technically uh, off-peak tour season, so there's less traffic, less uh, lines at the attractions in Key West and just a nicer time to be there for a bicycle tour.
1: Now, it, the Keys are a special place because for people like myself who haven't been down there yet, it's just this chain of islands that goes on for about 100 miles. So I was wondering if we could hear the history of uh, of, of Key West. I know you guys do these rides. You know, who, who typically tells that story?
3: Well, we have a historian with us. Yes. Oh, yeah?
1: Uh, Who's that? I, I,
4: well, I'm Janice, and so I... I, I, it's not so much the history of Key West, but it's the history of the entire route that goes from Key Larger to Key West, um, and it's basically, we have a, a man named Henry Flagler to thank for it, and uh, I was just brushing up on the internet. Do you want me to go into the story of how Henry Flagler, what he has to do with our bike tour?
1: Yeah, please. Yeah, and, and Janice, just hey. so everybody knows, you are one of the organizers for for, for all these tours. And- yes, I
4: I'm on crew. I'm Jerry's wife, and uh, I've been riding, you know, with, with Jerry since 1990. And uh, you know, once we became a couple, and I retired. Now I'm full time.
1: That's, That's great. Trip. It's fun. She Oops. got promoted. I got it <laughs> Well, yeah. If you're the historian of the group, what makes the you know the keys so special? What's the history behind uh, behind connecting them?
4: Well, the keys. Uh, they first of all, Key West um, is a beautiful and a unique city. And uh, the keys—they're the, really undescribable because there's water everywhere. In other words, at some point there's one bridge in particular, Seven Mile Bridge. You are on open water for seven miles, which is—it's it, just a really unique place. I had not been there before we did these rides, but I really like um, the entire—all the Keys and Key West in particular is very unique. There's a lot of history down there. Um, Uh, There's an Ernest Hemingway house that we've toured. uh, President Truman had something called the Little White House that he used to use extensively when he was president in the 50s. And uh, there's just a lot of rich history. Uh, Key, Key West was the biggest city in Florida at the turn of the 20th century. It was huge, but it was only available. It was only you could only get there by boat. So a man named Henry Flagler, this is in the late 1880s. He and John D. Rockefeller founded Standard Oil. So he and John D. Rockefeller were fabulously wealthy, and Henry Flagler used to—the train only went to Jacksonville, Florida, in in the 1880s. And he and his wife liked St. Augustine, which was about, you know, a little bit further down, but it was—there was not much down there for—as a place to stay— So he decided with his money to run the railroad from Jacksonville to St. Augustine and to build a fabulous 500 room hotel, which is still in St. Augustine. And then he built a second hotel and that is now called Flagler College. And once he started, and he wanted to encourage tourism, of course, and people from the East Coast to come in winter down there. Then he uh, decided to buy up either local railroads or build them himself. And he moved the railroad all the way down to Palm Beach. And again, he built a huge hotel, and he also built, by then he, I think he was married to his third wife, and as a present to her, he built a 56-room summer cottage, which is also in Palm Beach. It's now called Flagler
1: Museum. Happy birthday. Uh, What a nice gift.
4: (laughs) he gave her a million dollars in jewelry, too. So, you know, this was back, the robber barons, where there was unlimited money. Rockefeller was running a business, and Flagler was spending it in Florida. And uh, he got to Palm Beach, and at the time, Miami was really kind of just a, 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 a mosquito-infested swamp. Not much was happening in Miami. And they were begging him, say, please bring a railroad down here. We really need some help. So he had great expense, ran it to Miami, uh, built the first water and, and sewer systems, put the roads in Miami, opened a newspaper. And they were very grateful that, you know, finally Miami was on the map. So that was uh, the late around the turn of the century, and then he was eyeing Key West, because like I said, it was the biggest city in Florida, and the Panama Canal was being built, and so Flagler, as a businessman, knew that there was going to be a lot of commerce coming around of the Panama Canal and, and toward Key West. So at, at huge expense, and a lot of people died during this, he ran the railroad over all these islands and eventually connected it in 1912 and by then he was about 82 years old and he took the first train down. So that legacy, that roadbed that, that, that we ride on, the road highway one was the train line. But unfortunately he died a year later. The, the, the train never really made money as a um, commercial venture. And in 1935, the biggest hurricane ever to hit the keys crossed over and destroyed. Them. Uh, the railroad. And uh, so that was the end of that. And then the state of Florida, that was the depression, uh, bought the rights from the the, the defunct railroad and then it became a road. So the highway that you ride on and where the bikers are going is the legacy of Henry Flagler. And when you get to the water, you can still see the bridges that were built. They're still standing because uh, it's pretty shallow, the water right there. Um, The main street in Key West is called Flagler Avenue. There's a museum down there that, that extensively talks about it, and the train station's still there. So Henry Flagler really opened up the entire east coast of Florida, but in particular, he was the one that really got people down to the Keys. It's amazing. From his, and, then, and then it became uh, the road. Can
0: you so, imagine uh, trying to build a railroad today? like? I'm just going to build a railroad from here to somewhere, the, all the red tape and government.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I always used to wonder growing up, like how do you cut through neighborhoods, but when you're connecting islands, you're cutting through water. Yeah. I can't imagine I, doing that at the start of the 1900s, let alone even right now.
4: No, no, the fact that he obviously hired the best engineers at the time, it cost a tremendous amount of money, but he was he had enough money and the wherewithal, he got that railroad all the way down to Key West in 1912. And um, like I said, it didn't really ever do what he expected it to do. And uh, then the hurricane came, and that was the end of that.
0: Um, speaking of uh, hurricanes, uh, the last hurricane that was just down there, Hurricane Irma, I'm sure that did some uh, some damage to, to your trail and to your, your route. Uh, can you kind That's of describe um, how, what that was like?
4: Well, uh, Ken and Jerry can speak uh, more of that, but they did fly to Miami uh the end of October for just that reason, to check out exactly what was the state of the bike trail. And uh, Ken said to me, I, I talked to him, I said, so what's it look like? They were in Key Largo, which is at the, the uh, West End, and he said, we only had to drive about five miles before we made a decision. There was no way you could run a bike ride down there in, in uh, you know early December. There was debris piled, you know, 20, 30 feet high. Some of it was on the bike path. Uh, the bike path had been destroyed further down, uh, getting closer to Key West when the hurricane crossed. And the, the place was full. I said, oh, are there any people in the hotel? He said, yeah, they're all workers. There were tons of people working to clean it up, and I, they're still cleaning it up. And if you want to speak more to that, but so we canceled the trip. Mm-hmm. There was no mm-hmm. way.
1: Yeah, Ken, what did you have to tell people? I mean, I, I'm sure they trust you from years of experience, but it's kind of heartbreaking and disappointing when you have to cancel, cancel something like that. So, uh, so yeah. what would you
3: say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a bucket list trip for a lot of people. But, you know, most of those people that are going to come back next year and do it again So, are do for the first time with us. So, um, you know, we just try to let people know as soon as possible so they can cancel their flights if they could and make other plans. You know, there's nothing you can really do about it. There's no other way to go. There's only one route, and when that's locked up, uh, that's it. The tour's over,
2: so. Yeah, well, people thanked us for it in, in general, and uh, a few people called attention to the fact that there was another uh, camping tour going on at uh, just almost the same time, just a few weeks before ours, and they chose to do the ride. We chose not to. We gave everyone a... refund, we kept nothing for expense, and we told people that if they want to come back next year, we'll honor this year's price, even though we expect an increase from restaurants and hotels. So uh, uh, just a a few seconds of beating our own drum, so to speak, uh, we're pretty satisfied with what we did.
1: Well, it's hospitality like that, uh Jerry, that have you guys doing this for the past you know, few decades, I mean, people are, they're not coming back unless you're treating them right. So I give you a a tip of the hat to you for that.
2: Well, I think in, this is going to be our 34th season. And then people who have been with us uh, more than even one or two seasons, know that that's how we operate. And uh, uh, actually we have people who are uh, coming this season who were with us the first year, 34 years ago in 1985?
0: That's and what I was going to ask you next. Like, how many people have done almost every year? Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, we're we're proceeding at uh, somewhere around 65 uh, percent uh, return riders who who are not one and done but come back. And uh, 65 might not sound like a lot, but in biking, that's huge because. Uh, you get so many people who just want to try riding once. Uh, a lot of couples, uh, you know, the, let's let's do something together type, and they choose biking, but they shouldn't have really come on the tour. They, you know, they're not real riders. Uh, some make it, some don't. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a lot of people who who uh, make it a point never to do the same ride twice. They want to ride in every state in the country. They want to ride with in every country on the globe. Uh, so when you get up to somewhere between 60 and 70% on a bike tour of, uh, people who are willing to come back many times, you're, you're doing okay.
1: Quick break to talk about podcast, dot Sometimes life's best moments seem to just pass by too quickly. So why not record those moments and have the audio become a podcast for you to share. From that first bike ride down to the Florida Keys to that time you fell off your bike and skinned your knees. I can't believe that, Ryan.
0: (laughs) I can't believe I sit here and don't laugh every time I do this.
1: (laughs) Well, as you know, the professionals at PodcastYourStory.com record an audio interview of you telling your story. So, what's your story? Well, tell the people at PodcastYourStory.com and the final product can be an audio interview you share with family, friends, or the world and our listeners get 20% off your first recording. Just mention promo code GTS. That's 20% off your first recording with podcastyourstory.com by mentioning promo code GTS. And now, back to our interview with Jerry and Ken. Well, you know, you definitely offer other tours besides Key West. So let's let's get right into it. The name of the company is Pedal Across Wisconsin and it, either Ken or Jerry, whoever wants to take it, you know, how did, how did the company get started? What's the story behind that?
2: Uh, well, uh, it was about 1983 and I belonged to uh, one of the big bike clubs in the Chicago area and um, they sent out a note in their newsletter that they were going to go to Wisconsin and bike for a few days and if you're interested, call this number so I called and uh, the guy says to me, well, Nothing's been decided yet. We're we're waiting to see how many people respond. Uh, Next year, same thing happened. And I called again. He said, we're waiting to see if people will respond. And I said, look, all people want to know is uh, when is this going to happen? Uh, Where are we going to ride? Where are we going to eat and sleep? And how many miles a day? And uh, at that point, I told the club, Uh, It didn't seem like they wanted to do it or couldn't get it together. I would do it myself. And if it made a few dollars, I told them, I'm going to keep it. (laughs) and if it loses, uh, I'll pay
0: for it. Well, you make it sound easy. Like, you, all we need to know is how far we're going to go and where we're staying and where we're eating and when is it. Well, that's that's
2: the basics
0: of it, Yeah. Really. So for someone to take two years to try to get that established, I get the frustration, and, and I've been down that road before in, in business, and I'm just going to do it myself. That's how
2: we got started, and uh, we didn't advertise much. We still don't. It's been mostly... Uh, word of mouth and and our website and it's just become a a family thing that uh, grew into a so-called business
1: yeah ken you know when things are uh, expanding and growing i think that's where maybe kind of you came into play um can you talk a little bit about the expansion and growth of the company from where maybe your dad started it to where it is today
3: Uh he made me do it, he's keeping me hostage at
0: this
3: (laughs) my whole life. Uh after 35 years, I'm still just a water boy. But uh so um well about five, six years ago, we we have about one week long tour. We had one week long and four weekends. And the weekends at that time were actually the attendance was starting to go down because you know, back in the 80s and 90s, there wasn't a whole lot of competition. And nowadays you go on the internet and every bike club and every Charity has a weekend tour. So it just seemed natural that the week-long tour was the way to go, you know. And then, you know, my dad had a lot of ideas, places that he had ridden in the past, like the San Juan Islands and Washington State, um, where, okay, well, let's go check it out. Maybe it could be a PAW ride. And, you know, so we have a lot of ideas. And and now we have, you know, five, week, five week-long tours, two of which we run twice, so seven total tours. What,
1: one thing we were wondering about, guys, was if uh – if it's all been just sunshine and roses, or if, uh, you know, the you've had some ups and some downs. So again, Jerry or Ken, whoever wants to take it, do you guys have a struggle story that comes to mind from one of these rides where you maybe had to think on your feet or just sort of overcome?
2: Well, so, uh, there was a critical point in uh, the San Juan Islands tour. Oh, I got that out of percent. my mind. Yeah.
3: Well, last year, you know, we had to cut one of our tours a day short because the ferry service decided to not run on the last day of the tour. And you know, things like that will happen when you're on tours. Well
2: that that was a pretty quick shift of gears while we were sitting on Lopez Island at the ferry dock. And Ken opens his email and gets this notice from San Juan Island Ferry that the day we're going back from uh Victoria, British Columbia, <coughs> the <coughs> the ferry will be closed. There won't be any boat. So in about fifteen minutes time, Ken got on his phone. Um made reservations for the day before for all the vehicles and uh, hotel back in Anacortes for everyone. And, uh, again, we foot footed the bill for the extra night, uh, the duplicate night back in Anacortes for everyone. And, and they pretty well understood that, that the only way we could do it was the way we did it. We had to go back a day early because if we went back a day late, um, there'd be a long list of flights having been missed and, uh, so everybody was pretty pleased with that, and we're very fortunate. Uh, when we adjust to emergencies, uh, riders have always adjusted with us. We're currently working on securing our own ferry for that tour. <laughs> there
0: you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Rockefeller
2: has nothing on PAW. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe a fleet of canoes.
1: Oh, that would be fun. That'd yeah. be a fun adventure there. Yeah.
2: Well, there
0: is a lot of kayaking out there. <laughs> What kind of tours, are you like making new tours and developing new tours? And if so, what, what tours are you looking forward to, uh, to doing next?
2: Well, we'd like very, very much to find some place between uh, uh, November and March where it's warm. And we're not sure where that is yet. Uh, we're just not sure what would meet our standards because our riders have been so accustomed to the Wisconsin roads with such low traffic. And, um, you know, everybody asks how they got that, but it was because of the dairy industry uh, decades ago, and they would not pick up the uh, milk at the farms unless the county and the state paved the roads. So we're left with a, with a back road networks of, of uh, not, not state roads, not even county roads, but township roads that go anywhere from one to three miles and then uh, hit an intersection, uh, like a T intersection, and they end. So we just cross over to the next and and do it. On some of those roads, there's no cars at all. Uh, the county roads, there's light traffic, and we don't use much in uh, the way of a state road ever. Uh, so we feel that we've got a standard to meet, and, It's hard in many states, and if you look at the number of bike paths uh, across the south compared to the northern states, um, it's entirely out of balance. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, With all due respect to my southern friends, and they will agree with me, it's for the most part not the same as up north. So we've got a kind of a problem finding where to ride uh, down there. Um, people tell us, uh, places like Arizona and most of that is, um, if it's not off road, it's, um, wide highway shoulder, wide shoulder riding, yeah, on a fairly busy road. And, uh, we're hesitant to make that our style.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah. It sounds like some of the fun can be in that research you know, going down there and checking out the roads and scouting them, and I'm sure you guys will find something that's suitable. And if you don't, you just keep uh, keep on researching. That's part of the fun.
3: Great excuse to say I need to go to Hawaii to scout routes in February. Exactly,
1: you, go. you got it. You know, you know, um, guys. As we sort of close this thing out, if you had to suggest to somebody who was riding for the first time, uh, any advice? to get themselves prepared or maybe just what to expect. You know, what advice would you give to anybody thinking about doing a bike tour?
2: People ask me that all the time. And my answer never changes. You got to ride for the enjoyment. Uh, I never trained for anything in my life. Okay. And, uh, uh, hopefully I'm going to do the birthday ride this year, which is a a year, uh, a mile for every year on earth. And that's going to be a really long ride. Okay. Um, But I got that way for riding just for the fun of it. Uh, If you like riding and your heart is in it, you will go out and you will uh, start to pile up the miles uh, just almost automatically. Uh, Just a few little tips are involved, such as um, getting a bike bike that's uh, like a road bike that doesn't weigh a ton. Uh, Go to a bike shop and get fit properly and get a real bike. Uh, be ready to spend, uh, anywhere from eight to $1,400. Don't, don't go in a uh, shop and buy the cheapest two or 300 bike. And the argument against that is always, well, I don't ride a lot. I don't want to spend a lot. And I say, well, okay, if you don't spend a lot, you're not going to ride a lot either because that $300 bike, is going to be a ton of work and you won't like it. Uh, other than that, learn how to use your gears and, uh, Get off the bike path and get on a, a road where there's going to be a few uh, uh, easy-type hills, and learn to use your gears to the point you can go up with, without feeling challenged. But the most important thing is to ride because you like it. And when you start getting up in miles, don't think of a, a sixty-mile ride as a sixty-mile ride. Think of it as as three twenty-mile rides. You know, ride fifteen or twenty and Stop for a snack and get to the thirty mile mark and have lunch, and get to the forty-five mile mark and have ice cream, and finish and have ice cream again. <laughs>
1: That's a lot great. of ice
0: cream in your guys' tours, I've noticed.
1: That's great advice. Well, guys, this has been this has been great. I think we gave people a really good insight into what you're doing and you know what one of the tours might look like. But if they want to find out some more information, where's the best place to send them again?
3: www Pedalacrosswisconsin.com. Okay, from there you can see all of our tours the Florida Keys Tour, which is Florida and the San Juan Islands Bike Tour.com. But pedalacrosswisconsin.com will have everything you need.
1: That sounds great. Now yeah, that'll get you to where you need to go. Well, if Janice, if you can still hear us, thank you so much for, you. The, for the history. And Jerry and Ken, thanks again for, uh, for everything. Thanks for doing the show.
2: Oh, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah.
1: They're fun. Yeah, man. They are the guys I'd probably like to take a bike tour with. Think about that. They've done it mm-hmm. so many times, and uh, <laughs> there's ice cream. <laughs> there's
0: apparently ice cream.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. You know, they've been doing it since uh, 1985.
0: It was, um, they obviously enjoy what they're doing, and they're very passionate about it. Uh, I can't, I haven't seen a picture of them. I'm trying to... It's kind of neat. Most of the times we talk to people and I know who we're, exactly who we're talking to. So when you don't know who they are and you just hear their voice, you mm-hmm. kind of get this picture of what they look like. So yeah, I'm curious.
1: Curious to see the pic? Yeah. Now I'm curious. Well, you know, Jer- Jerry's been uh, doing this for so long. He's, uh, he's actually in his 80s. He's a doctor. <laughs> Dr. J. What a cool nickname. <laughs> I wanted to ask him how he got it, but I get it. Dr. J. And, uh, and And those guys sound like they've been doing this. And if you're looking for an adventure... That's one heck of a vacation. Yeah, no kidding. You know, we always like traveling, Bill. Sitting on a cruise ship, sipping a pina colada sounds pretty good to me. But every once in a while, hopping on a bike. Sure. Riding around. I'm
0: going to get one of those cars so you can pull me.
1: What do you mean, like a sidecar? Yeah. You know what you should try It's one of those e-bikes. Yeah. Have you, you see what I'm talking about? Nope. Regular bike, sitting on it, except it has a little electronic ign- ignition. And it propels you. You can go Oh yeah, yeah. 15, 20 miles.
0: I, I doubt I could do one of these tours on that. I think everyone would just look at me funny, and, and I wouldn't be included. Like, they'll, they'll all do shots at one side of the bar, and I won't have one because they're not the e-bike guy doesn't get one.
1: He's not paddling. He's eating all the ice cream. The <laughs> We're not doing shots <laughs> with him. Everyone else is having a happy hour at the end. You're having an unhappy hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know this is in the cards for me. Could you see yourself doing one?
0: I would like to try like to think I would do it. I just don't know if I uh I have a bike now. So
1: well that's why I'm asking. Yeah. Maybe you wanna come down to Key West. I could try. Maybe you bring the bike to Key West or just rent one. And uh and even if you don't take the whole ride, just kind of ride around the it's island. Key West, why not? Yeah, it's very bike friendly. Yeah. Well you know this trip is in the next couple of months and we'll have the baby then Bill. Yeah, take He's pictures. Basically here, you know, in the next couple of weeks. So that's exciting. Yeah. But I've never gone on a trip with a baby. That's a whole new frontier. Oh, I, I want to go just to see this. Well, you can come and you can, uh, we'll get one of those sidecars for, uh, for the little guy. There you go. And then uh, one, for your, one for him, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, if you like what you heard or you had any comments or questions, you can hit us up on Facebook or you know, connect with us on Twitter. And uh, let us know what you think.
0: 42 bridges.
1: 42 bridges, 100 miles.
0: One of, one of them is 7 miles long. Yeah, that, I heard did that. Did he say
1: that right? Seven mile over. Yeah, it's a pretty famous bridge. Wow. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll take pictures. And uh, if you want to follow me when I'm doing that, I'll uh, make sure it's on the Guys Telling Stories. You know, I'll give, ins- you, my Instagram go, I'll give you my GoPro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. You heard it here first. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We're kind of winding the season down, Bill, but... It's almost over. Yeah. We still got a couple good episodes left in us. Well, hopefully we can make our way on the bus for season finale. We'll see if that's in the cards. Yes. I know. We'll be excited. And... uh Looking forward to the last couple episodes. So, guys, uh, hit us up, like I said. And as always, I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. Till next time.